podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. When we made our McDonald's spicy chicken McNuggets, you were praise hands emoji. Then we ran out and you were streaming tears emoji. Now they're back, so you can be grinning face with sweat emoji. Order ahead on the McDonald's app. Break out the party hat emoji, because a six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets is just $2.50. And if that's not enough, try a spicy McCrispy or a spicy deluxe McCrispy. And if that's not enough, there's always the sauce. Price and participation may vary. Hello, listeners of the Four Weekly Podcast. Absolutely love recording the podcast on a day when the Super League seems to have come and gone. Basically, when we recorded the Super League, it seemed like it was definitely, well, not definitely going to happen, but it was a quite a distinct possibility, so we did talk about it. We talked about its impact on foot, which could still be worth listening to, despite it seemingly falling apart, because this has been bubbling under the surface for a long time, and some significant overhaul of the footballing structure and the impact that would have on foot is still probably worth a chat. So you'll hear that, and if you'd like to skip ahead to more proper foot chat, if you like, then head to about 25 minutes in. And the break will be where we start talking about foot itself, including our thoughts on what's going to come for Team of the Season community and grinding packs too. I'm your host, Ben, and you'll hear all that and more on this week's Foot Weekly podcast out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all your podcasting platforms and Patreon and brought to you by our supporters. Hello and welcome to week 29 of the Foot Weekly podcast. And this is the content pod. I'm actually without my regular co-host or guest on this podcast japes because he's taking a week off before we hit team of the season and what a week off to have because there is uh, plenty happening in the world of football at the moment which we're going to discuss let me start by introducing probably our most regular guest on this podcast and that is rich buckley rich welcome back thank you very much for having me once again the residency is, is coming in for the foot wikipod manor ah. uh I'm going to be one of the, the sole residents, uh, hoping Jake's might move in with me. He can, he can bring his family as well. It's a nice big yeah, six-seater. Yeah. But no, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What a few days it's been. As of recording right now, uh, all the news broke last night regarding the, uh, the European Super League. I'm sure we'll dissect that information and what the impact it could have on Ultimate Team. But uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a whirlwind sort of 12 hours. Yeah, even even longer than that now, really. I mean... We're obviously talking about the European Super League. We will get into that to start with. But first of all, uh, we should introduce our other guests. We have regular around the Foot Weekly community, top 200 player, and uh, interesting uh, guest to get a US-based perspective on all this. Uh, we have Hugh, aka Hubert. How are we doing? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I've been better, confused and disappointed, I guess, would probably be the best way of describing it. But I'm not disappointed about introducing our next guest, who is a debutant on the podcast, Bronze pack method man or a bronze pack man as he's also known and as he's known by his real name terry great to have you on the pod uh, looking forward to your insights on this content episode hi thank you uh, very much for having me on this uh it's great thank you very much how are we yeah good uh, look, i think we should probably start off by talking about the european super league because it's just on everyone's minds and it's what everyone's talking about and although this does almost feel like a starting point for further negotiation this is more real than it's ever been, although it's been talked about for a long time. I would say, though, if you would like some insight, some in-depth explanation, for example, maybe you don't know too much about it, then there'll be plenty of great football podcasts with people on there who you know, are football journalists, experts, 
who are going to be able to provide an insight into the world of football politics, if you like, that we won't be doing here. And um, we are really fans of the game, aren't we? And although Rich and I work, I suppose, professionally within football in a way, what we'll do here is really give our thoughts as football fans. And we will, of course, talk about the potential impacts on foot, which is in many ways equally unclear, but there's plenty to think about around that. To start off with, though, let's give our thoughts, as I said, as fans, uh, which will probably reflect a lot of people's thoughts out there too. Um, But let's start with you, Rich, who actually is a fan of a a non-Premier League club in Barnsley. So that in itself is is quite interesting. The thought behind it, I understand. I I saw a stat where football is the biggest sport in the world. There's no debate about that at all. However, four Mm. of the top 25 richest sports teams in the world are only football teams. It's the most famous. It's Mm. the the most watched. However, the teams that are at the top aren't making... They're all pretty much running at a loss. So for the teams at the top who don't necessarily care about the, the foundations of football, the owners... I understand where they're going from. It's a, it's a money-orientated mm. sport. They're wanting to make money and they're using the European League and also COVID, in my personal opinion, to back their decision to do mm. this. The issue that I have really is the clubs that are left behind are that they're left behind. There is no path really into this league without... I, I read the press release, you've got to win your domestic league and then they're going to invite five teams in a season... But the teams who are already locked in as the quotation mark foundation clubs or the founding fathers never get taken out of the league. So there is no reason to to want to try, really, if you're one of those founding father teams. You are set. And it just it just feels really immoral. Mm. Anti-competitive, maybe, would be there. Yeah, it's not competitive. It, the, the club's... The pyramid scheme in England is one of the best schemes in world football. The fact that you can go from the bottom and you can make your way up and up and up. And it's Jimmy Conrad put a great tweet up. We love football because it's inclusive. Everyone can be involved. Everyone can get to that trophy. Now, with the European Super League, it's exclusivity. You've got to be in it or you get cut out. And that's just the... The, the real sore point for me. Mm. You've absolutely nailed it there for me. I think it is that exclusivity. And I know, you know, plenty of people have said that money's been a problem in football for a long time. There's no doubt. But this just feels like that next step up, doesn't it? It's that next level, as you say, of exclusivity, which just really makes everything feel for, for clubs aspiring to go beyond where they are now. Is it worth trying? And for those top clubs, it's going to completely devalue their domestic leagues if they're still allowed in them. And Hugh, we've got yourself on today, who's obviously US-based and an American fan of football or soccer. And a lot of the criticism I've seen has really seemed to focus on the fact that this is the Americanization of football by these American owners. What are your thoughts on that and the European Super League? Yeah, I think they're, as as Rich said, they're definitely looking at the American model, as he mentioned, many of the top value teams in the world are not football clubs. And even though they have such a global reach, but I think that something maybe that they aren't considering is that, you know, with those American leagues like the NFL or even the NBA and MLB, that they're such a higher level compared to everyone else in the world where 
like if you want to watch the top level of American football, like your only choice is the NFL. So they can afford to have these closed systems. Whereas in soccer or world football that, you know, there's clubs are tied to communities and people aren't just going to say, oh, well, my club can't compete in the ESL. So I'm just going to support Man United now. You know, I mean, there may have been people Mm. who feel that way, but they were probably already supporting those clubs, you know, before now. So I think that it's really just, um, it's just a shame because so many clubs won't get a chance, you know, only adding five league winners per year, you know, so that means maybe someone like a Celtic or Rangers wouldn't be involved or, you know, a Spartak Moscow Mm. or Shakhtar, you know, these clubs that even though maybe they never really had a shot of winning the Champions League, that sometimes for their supporters just to be there or to win a knockout tie, or even if you get knocked out, like maybe you put up a really good fight against a Real Madrid or something like that means so much to those fans and like just to have them not even get a chance is just really a shame. Yeah. You think of what Ajax did not so long ago, Porto obviously winning it. And it just feels like those kind of underdog stories, which I think for me really make football special are just not realistic and I I think there's a belief that this would be better for neutrals but I can't really see that to be honest and not only do you have that being removed but you also cheapen these big ties are these big face-offs between top clubs going to be nearly as exciting if they happen every few months rather than every few years as they do now it doesn't matter, in my opinion, how good something is. If you have an abundance of it, it becomes less exciting. And that's just how uh, humans work, I think. And that's, for me, one of the reasons why, even beyond the exclusivity, it just doesn't feel like a great idea or a great structure. Um, but I'd be interested to hear from you, Terry. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I'll start by saying, rather embarrassingly, that I'm a Man United fan mm. and I'm personally not a fan of this Super League at all. I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it should come too much as a surprise. Like we've known there's been talks of a Super League for, for years and years and years now. So I don't think it would come as a surprise, the Super League. I think how quickly it sort of the news broke yesterday. I remember I was watching the, the Manchester United game when all the news sort of came out during the game. But yeah, I'm not a fan of it. It's the, the history that, at least from a United point of view, that we have in the in the Premier League and in the European Cup just... It's kind of it's still being it's all it's all gone. They 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 really are just spitting in the face of fans. And I think while some people might look at it and think, oh, it's gonna be great. You see, Man United play Real Madrid. Like, you, I don't think people understand the pyramid of English football and how all the money that gets pumped into the Premier League trickles down through the lower leagues right down to grassroots football in England. Like, this isn't just going to affect the twelve like or the six Premier League teams going in. It's going to have more of an effect on the hundreds, thousands of other teams football teams in England than it is on the the big six so yeah I, I'm not a fan I think if it does go ahead and they they do get expelled from the Premier League then Ireland Premier League that will be the end of the Premier League is the biggest and most exciting league in the world it just will be there won't be the money anymore TV companies advertising companies sponsors aren't going to put the money in the Premier League obviously it'll be the end of the, the Champions League and this Super League is just it's, they're just glorified friendlies every week there's no real prestige to it I think these, what we're saying, there's five teams that could get promotion to it. Do, do they, were they even going to want to do that? So far, we've seen is condemnation of this. Are we then going to see that these teams do want to be part of it? 
Or are they going to say, no, we don't. We might have qualified mm-hmm. for it, but we don't want to be part of it. Um, I think that will be quite interesting to see. But yeah, as, as a United fan, I, I'm just embarrassed. And I, I was so upset and angry last night and on, on stream talking about it. I just, I've just got myself more and more worked up. Uh, at just, you know, as a United fan, we know the Glaciers don't care about our club. They know it's all about money for them. They don't care about the fans. We've known that for a long time, but this just sort of rubber stamps it. And it's it's just, it's heartbreaking, really, as a United fan to see what they've done to our club. Yeah, and look, as a fellow Londoner and Manchester United fan, unsurprisingly, yeah. uh, it is also, I agree, something really quite painful to witness because this is a club that you support, that you care about, doing something that flies in the face of everything you feel football is about. And I know, you know, people will say that football has been going this direction for a long time, and it certainly has, and the same with a lot of other things in everyone's lives. But this just feels like a whole nother level beyond. And it is a level which, while you see out there many things becoming more financially focused or more monetized, this next level of greed that we're seeing here is something that I think people just can't stomach and let's not forget that UEFA, FIFA, they're not the good guys, they wouldn't be objecting to this if it wasn't for the fact they're going to lose out financially and the changes they've been proposing are also going to be benefiting the top clubs perhaps or clearly not as much as they wanted them to be but a body that stands in the way of almost absolutely exclusive access to the money and the competition is needed and putting the power absolutely in the hands of those clubs would be another step away from that grassroots local community focus that football should really have yeah absolutely this has been going on for a long time but this feels like a clearer rejection of that than we've ever seen before and so hopefully for parts of the football community and players perhaps this is too optimistic this is a turning point the straw that breaks the camel's back if you like although probably not a straw because straws are quite light <laughs> i was i was on stream last night talking about it the part of my mind still can't comprehend that it's actually going to take place yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and i also think i think this is just the start of it like both manchester united fans in the current model i believe there's gonna be nine home games if you get if you get knocked out in the European Super League, you play nine home games. Old Trafford isn't even a home anymore. It's just a stadium that you play at. I don't see, I see the sort of integrity of the football clubs completely diminishing. Mm. I can see it potentially even going down the F1 route where you don't even play your games at home. You play your games, you have a game week in Qatar, you have a game week in Singapore, you have a game week in America. Mm. The, the, the whole ethos of Liverpool being based in Liverpool, I think is going to completely disappear as, as this continues to to push forward and I think it's it's gonna turn very much into just how much money can we make and Old Trafford, the Etihad, these stadiums, the new camp, I, I don't think they're gonna be they might host the final if your team's there, they might host one game, but it's gonna completely take away from the community of the the football clubs. Yeah, yeah, totally. And look, I, I've said that we don't want to be discussing this for too long because i know there'll be discussions elsewhere that people will be having about this and so we will move on to talking about it in a foot context and obviously the other thing is that we don't know how things are going to develop whether this is you know just a big bluff on the part of these big clubs to get more influence within uh well uefa 
uh, is another question. But of course, it's good to talk about it in the context of foot singers. That's what we talk about. And uh, I think, Richard, I know you had some thoughts you wanted to share, so we could go to those first. I think it could have huge implications in regards to, from what I understand, I know you, you mentioned it just there, that obviously myself and you, Ben, we're more involved with Ultimate Team. It's a profession. My understanding behind the scenes, the game called FIFA, EA Pay, FIFA, the organizing body, to use the name calling their game FIFA. Yeah. If EA reach an agreement with the European Super League and FIFA don't want those clubs involved in their IP, which is the name of FIFA, I personally don't see the game be called FIFA anymore. I think FIFA will pull the naming away from that, say you're not allowed to use our name to call your game this if those leagues and licenses are available to EA Sports. Therefore, I think it will probably be called a different name. I think it will still go ahead. It will just be called EA Sports Association Football, EA Sports Football. It will still be the same game. It will still have Ultimate Team, etc., etc. They will still pay their licenses to the leagues to get the Premier League, the La Liga, and all those clubs. And then we'll arrange a different um, deal with the European Super League to have the licensing of those players. I, I personally don't see a world in which EA release a game in which Real Madrid are called Madrid White, Atletico Madrid are called Madrid Red. Yeah, yeah. I personally, I never, I can't see that happening. I think EA have got too much, not only money involved in Ultimate Team, it's it's too big of a money maker for these negotiations to have not already taken place. I think they, they are well and truly at the table in regards to the, the world sort of football ecosystem, Ultimate Team, EA, and FIFA as a video game. And if anything, this could be silver lining in regards to chemistry and Ultimate Team as a game mode. We could potentially see it get better if these Euro if these Super League players are in the game and Ultimate Team is just a different league like Icons are. It's a different item mm -hmm. we might finally actually get to build our ultimate team because all the best players are going to be in that league but yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah. that's a long-winded sort of where my mind's been going I, I obviously i always try and keep positive on it mm. but i just think there's too much money for ultimate team to fail right now very good points made and, and the thing that i would add and you were talking about the the players almost pez style being named wrongly and things like that the licenses for those players, I think, are acquired through FIFA Pro. At least that came out through the stuff about Ibrahimovic. Uh, you remember Bale tweeting about FIFA yep. Pro and who they were. And because FIFA Pro is uh, almost like a union for players, not quite, but it, it almost is, and it encompasses all the football associations around Europe, like the PFA and things like that, EA won't probably have a problem continuing to secure those through FIFA Pro because FIFA Pro is just looking after the interests of their players. Uh, they actually came out and the only thing they seem to be that concerned about about Super League was uh, the fact that players may not be able to play in uh, things like the World Cup because FIFA had been threatening that. So that was what they were kind of concerned about. They weren't necessarily that worried about the Super League as such because their players would maybe play in it and they'd still be FIFA Pro members and it, it doesn't necessarily affect them hugely. And I think a similar sense, the licensing the licensing wouldn't affect FIFA as an EA that much either. But I think your point about the naming of the game is definitely something that could have an impact. It wouldn't necessarily mean much to players of the game like us who would get the game, whatever it's called, but there's certainly an argument that it could have an impact on, I don't know, the global image of EA's game, um, but we'd have to see. But I think the other points to make is that in the format that they're proposing, the Super League is basically like 
the Champions League and would be in terms of rights for someone like EA. Uh, but if the teams were kicked out of the Premier League or La Liga, for example, they would lose the club rights because EA have the rights to someone like Manchester United through the Premier League. Yep. And they have those rights, even though Pez are actually a partner of Manchester United. So that would be a potential issue if uh, you know they, they did split from the Premier League because then they maybe wouldn't be able to obtain the licensing through that. You basically got more chance, in my view, of the situation you have with Juventus, right? Where you have them being named wrongly. But I think, again, as Rich, you pointed out, there's so much, EA just makes so much of this game. And I don't think this is going to be a particularly huge threat because Konami may come in and, and try and get some rights for Pez. But ultimately, EA really are the, the top dog financially in this market. And I think that really the bigger threat, as we talked about before, um, and potentially quite rightly, of course, is the loot box thing and the legislation that comes from that, I think. But yeah, what are your thoughts, um, Hugh, first of all, kind of on the impact on foot? I know we've already talked quite a bit about it now. but Yeah, I guess it'll depend on whether the, the leagues kick out these members, because I mean, if they're still allowed to be in the Premier League, then um, I guess, you know, for foot reasons, the chemistry would still be the same because they're still in the Premier League. So mm. it does depend, I guess. Honestly, I think if they did get kicked out of the Premier League and had like special like ESL cards that they would really have to rethink chemistry because it would just be way too easy to get chemistry for all the best players and for everyone else be very difficult could also impact player value just because you know like even the bad icons are still worth a decent amount of money even if or coins I guess I should say even if they're not very usable if every top level player is going to be so easy to get chemistry on that I wonder if it would inherently make them much more valuable or Maybe it doesn't matter, but uh, I do think that they would potentially look into rethinking chemistry, even if it was just about nations or, you know, uh, links in the team rather than directly to each other based on position. Um, there's a few ways that they could go about it. Yeah, I'm actually a fan of the chemistry and score building aspect and would be a little disappointed if it was oversimplified because I think it's a, a skill almost. But I can see the points for this potentially making it simpler. What are your thoughts on this, Terry, overall? For me, I'm I'm personally not a fan of chemistry in FIFA. I, I fully understand why it's in the game, but speaking from purely just a fun enjoyment of playing FIFA, I don't play FIFA to a high competitive standard at, at all. But I mean, I've got so many players that I've earned from SBCs or gameplay objectives that I would love to start, but due to chemistry, I can't. So, I mean, if chemistry uh, was to go entirely, I, I, I certainly wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind that. But if these the, you know, these players, uh, the teams get kicked out and they, it's just ESL, do we have, um, when it comes to SBCs as well, maybe we get an ESL, uh, League SBC as well. If, if League SBCs are still in ne- next year, do we get do we get that? And then if if these promoted teams come in from their leagues, so if Leicester get in and there is an ESL SBC, do we have Leicester as an ESL SBC or do they stay in the Premier League SBC? Like from SBC sides of things as well, I wonder how that will... Uh, how it, would, how it would affect it as well. Yeah, it all come down to whether these clubs are kicked out or leave their domestic leagues because if they don't leave their domestic leagues, which I think is quite likely, it will just work like the Champions League, really. It will have separate SBCs, item versions maybe, but the chemistry wouldn't change uh, as they don't with Champions League items. I, I think that actually overall, if this just 
did become an alternative competition to the Champions League, it probably wouldn't really make that much difference to foot at all. I think if it splits from the domestic leagues, then you see some really significant changes within foot to things like chemistry, but also licensing wise, it becomes much more complex. And I think the other thing is if there's an animosity between FIFA, the organization and the Super League and those clubs, then that could also lead to those licensing concerns and may lead to EA renaming FIFA. But beyond that, I think in terms of the actual content within the game, I'm not sure how much would actually change because of that, providing licenses were secured. And it feels like with that being such a focus of EA's model over the years that that will happen. But anyway, let us take a break. We're going to be back to talk about the team of the season community, what we're expecting and simple free ways to stock up your club and open packs during team of the season. So you might remember that over Christmas, a friend, listener, supporter of the podcast got in touch and offered a 15% discount on their site to Foot Weekly listeners. That site was Mystic Jerseys and I know many of you took advantage of getting yourself a mystery football shirt with that 15% off. Great news then because they'll be offering that 15% discount to all the listeners from now onwards. What that means is if you're Europe or UK based for just over £30, you can get yourself a mystery box containing a random football shirt, which could be from a range of different clubs and nations around the world. One of the really good things about it is that you can send a message with your order saying that you wouldn't like a shirt from a particular club, presumably a rival club. And you can also specify which particular colour too, uh, in case you know, it's not going to suit you. So if you would like to take advantage of that, you just head over to Mystique Jerseys, which is M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E and then jerseys.com and then you can use the code FOOTWEEKLY so F-U-T weekly to get that 15% off. It was really great to see so many of you take advantage of it last time and I'm looking forward to seeing what you get this time. Do tag the pod on Twitter at FOOTWEEKLYPOD if you post it there. Right, let's get back into part two. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Bring us back into part two. We normally do pound for pound powerhouse, but to be honest, there's plenty, as we've just discussed, going on. We'll do it briefly this week and return to it properly during Team of the Season when there'll be plenty of candidates. I would like to give a shout out though, as so many people mentioned him, to the Kostic Player of the Month. Rob saying, pound for pound, put me down for Kostic. Used him as a left mid in a 3-5-2 and he is great for just getting up and down the pitch and getting a cross in or, or blocking one. He's base 97 stamina, means he can run all game and he's got 98 crossing too, so he's pinpoint with his crossing ability. He's not a fancy player, but only being under 60k as an 88 makes it worth it. I think it's a good suggestion and one that loads of people agreed with. Someone that's reasonably priced, fairly effective, and you can submit without too much concern into another SBC. We have also had, though, the Aguero, who actually doesn't seem bad when you look at the potential Premier League team of the season options. And he's expensive, but we're going to see a lot of high-rated fodder over the next couple of weeks, and that's going to help a lot. There's also the icons, which we may come back to actually, 
probably next week once we see where their price settles. And I think the Essien and the Dalglish are pretty decent, actually, or will be once Team of the Season comes around. You've also got the Saul SPC, which is interesting because he's a right mid that could potentially play loads and loads of different positions. But at this point, it feels like a strange one to be doing. But if you fancy it, why not? Uh, but I wanted to come to you, Terry, and as you are known as bronze pack man or bronze pack method man then i'd be interested to know a bit more from you about how you go about it and especially with what's coming up i'm sure it'd be helpful to hear about gold and bronze pack method i mean there, there are different ways you can do it but for me i want to do bronze pack method and i'll do a little bit of gold pack method but mainly bronze pack method in the aim of completing uh league spcs if the upgrades are there you can craft players you can go down the the route of crafting uh, icon species icon players so that that is is my aim is doing bronze method to do upgrades to do uh league spcs and uh via that method i mean it's, it's how I've, I've run my uh, my club basically this year like it just means that i don't have to spend money on the game um and i can yeah craft craft away as i want really yeah and we did this for information podcast which people can find about league spc method and bronze pack method if people want more depth on it Although things have changed somewhat and League SBCs are a bit different, which we might talk about in a moment. And actually, it might be good at some point if you'd be up for it to do another special on this, because as I said, things have changed a little bit, but it's roughly still the same. Interesting question here, though, from Hawking about Team of the Season. He's asking, what's the best approach to the menus? Is it going to be bronze pack method into League SBCs or will it be putting the golds into player picks or 81 plus upgrades? And also, what is the optimum amount of coins to invest into bronze pack method at the start? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, for me, I still mm. think it depends how you run your club, but I still think the league SPCs are the way to go because you are still got the chance of, if you're packing someone, you've got the chance of it being tradable. And, you know, the, the game is so untradable heavy with packs and players and everything. That if, if, you know, coins are king in this game, if you can stay as liquid as, as possible, it's always going to be a win. So, I think if you can go, especially with these the more minor leagues, if you're still doing your bronze pack method and your upgrades, you've, you've, we're going to get hopefully bronze and silver team the seasons that will give you a chance of packing those. And then as you complete your league SBCs, generally when it comes to upgrades and things, I like to put like save my top five leagues, so the five major leagues, I like to save the golds for those. And then if I get untradable off leagues, I will put those in my upgrades so I still get the chance of doing the 81 plus player picks or if it's the 81 doubles. So you'll kind of get the best of both worlds. You do your league SBCs and then the untradeable uh, off-leagues golds. That's when I'll put into my um, into yeah, the yeah. 81 pluses. Um, how much you put in, again, depends on how many coins you have, the time you're willing to put in. So there, there really is no right answer, in my opinion. It's just dependent on what you have and the time you put in. Obviously, the more time and money you put in, the more you'll get out. But it really is just up to you. And I mean, end of the day it's, it's fifa the most important thing is you're enjoying having fun if you sit there for five minutes opening bronze packs you're like this is boring as hell i don't like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. just don't yeah, do yeah. it it's best done you know in front of netflix or whatever uh, not really concentrating right exactly now. yeah i always say like you know put your favorite show on you know have your favorite streamer on watch a youtube video while you're doing it and you know you don't have to sit there for hours and hours doing it just you know you sit there for 20 minutes do it and then go and do something else play some games come back to it like you don't have to do it all in one go and then just for context, I think a lot of people hear about Bronze Pack Method and are vaguely aware of it, but maybe one thing that 
people underestimate is that you really have to open a lot of packs for this to work right it's all about the volume you need to like keep rotating through uh, the packs that you open bronze packs and then through the upgrades and through all your league SPCs or as many as you want to do uh, to kind of keep it flowing yeah it, it's not a, I mean a lot of people come in and say oh um, you know if opened 100 bronze packs, what can I do? And I, and I wish I could say to people, if you opened 100 bronze packs, you could complete this SBC and this SBC. With the players, you could do this many upgrades, which will then help you do this, this, and this. And unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. You do just have to put a lot of time into it. And when you're first starting out, it can seem like a lot. And it, it is a lot. So when you're first starting out and you've got nothing in your club, trying to build it up, it takes time. And I know lots of people don't like bronze pack method. They find it very, very boring and a bit slow. And I completely get that. But once you start doing it, you put that hard graft in at the start, the more you do, the more SBCs you rinse and recycle. And it's, it's just a big recycle method. The more you do, the, the easier it is to complete SBCs mm. over and over and over and over again. Mm. So it is just uh, once, the, once that initial grind is done, it, the rest of it is easy and it takes care of itself. Yeah. And I think one of the things that people were wondering at the start of the year was whether it would be something that was actually viable this year because of the changes to league SPCs. Mm. What are your thoughts on that comparing this year to last year? Because I suppose they removed the player element that you got at the end, but actually if you're recycling a lot and doing that type of thing, then I suppose maybe there are some benefits now it's worked out this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are pros and cons. I think the first thing is lots of people come into the, my streams, especially and say, how do you make money from League SBCs? They're all untradeable, which for anyone who doesn't know, that, that that's not, not true. Obviously, lots of the packs are untradeable, but there's a lot that are tradable as well. And like, the way I like to think I do it through bronze pack method and upgrade, you're, you know, you might be spending a few thousand coins to finish a team, but you look at the packs you get back, it's easy to make those coins back. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then obviously the overall reward it's got its pros and cons. Obviously, people like the player aspect that you get that you can use in a team. You can put them in an SBC like last year. I have a team of the season. Like it was so easy to rinse SBCs to get that team of the season player to then put into SBCs that guaranteed you a team of the season player. Like that was great. But then also the pack, especially whilst the ultimate packs are guaranteed Libertadores player packs, it does help fill your club up like a lot. So then you can maybe do those 81 plus picks that give good fodder. You could put them into a, uh, an icon SPC if you get some good fodder. So there are pros and cons to both both sides of having a an end player reward and, and a pack reward as well. That makes sense. Um, and then I think that was pretty much it. The one thing I would say finally is if people are going to be doing this, obviously they should catch your stream, which is a uh, little plug from you. Where, where can people find that? Is yeah, it's uh, just twitch.tv forward slash bronze pack man, and we stream every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 11 a.m. UK time. Yeah, and is it bronze pack man rather than BPM man? Yeah, Twitch is bronze pack man. Yeah, great, great. And then the final thing I was going to ask, which a lot of people do ask, is at what point do you go ahead and just buy the players to complete the SBC? Yeah, that is that gets asked a lot. <laughs> um, generally, like my rule of rule of thumb is sort of three to four players per team, however, it does depend on the cost of the team. So, mm. you know, I say like West Brom, for example, or Cadiz, oh, yeah. you might be spending, you might only need three or four players, but those players might cost you 30, 40,000 coins. And so it's a bit of a, a balancing act. Do you keep grinding a bit longer and wait till you pack one or two of those players? Or do you just bite the bullet and and pay for them? Because the longer you sit on it, you might fill your club up with the rest of La Liga again, but you've not committed to finishing Cadiz so it does depend mm. on the cost but generally if I buy three or four players I'm happy with that and if, if you look at what you're it's more look at what you're spending overall 
on the league SBC as opposed to individually. So you might spend 30k on a team, but if, if that's all you've spent, you will easy with the tradable packs you get throughout the the league. You are gonna, you know, even even if you don't get much luck at all, but just by selling all the tradable stuff, you'll make that coin those coins back as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then, yeah, I'm guessing you're gonna be spamming Sam Allardyce with emails over the summer trying to get him to buy some gold players so that SBC is yeah. nearly as expensive <laughs> well I mean hope, hope I mean if uh, EA released the Premier League this this week we'll see if they if they change it up maybe there's a, a few brick slots or maybe there's only uh, six West Brom players required we'll, we'll see what they do yeah, yeah. Um, good stuff okay so just finally then um, we will briefly look at the community team of season nominations now I've pulled up the predicted squad from the foothead predictor who uh, may not have it out quite yet but i think by the time people are listening to this it may be out uh, if it isn't then it will be by wednesday thursday of this week i was just going to go around let's start with you hugh and ask who are people interested in whether it's for your own team or someone uh, maybe those with slightly less coins might be interested in from this potential squad which is based on the nominations that yeah, you've put forward to people. Um, which players interest you here? Yeah, there's actually you know a number of interesting ones. I mean, especially you look at Alaba and Mukiele at the back, um, two defenders with pace who could realistically play center back or fullback. I mean, Alaba mm. with the predicted card looks pretty insane, even as a midfielder. So I'm enjoying that. I do think there's a lack of really top tier attackers. I mean, they, they look pretty solid, but probably ones who will be bench players at best um, once the rest of the team of the weeks are out or sorry team of the seasons are out I did sit, notice uh, Goldson from Rangers though um, nice perfect link from the Tavernier card that a lot of people have especially because that Ryan Kent foot birthday card wasn't really that good so that could be an interesting way of uh, linking in Tavernier to squads um, and also lots of good English links as well yeah that's a good suggestion and what about you, Rich? Anyone in there that's standing out to you? Maybe. I mean, obviously we got Wan-Bissaka. He's probably going to be in. He was great last year, but Premier League right backs are not really sort of... There's about four you could pick. Uh, Cancelo's probably going to get a talk. Walker will probably get a team of the season as well. And they will be better than Wan-Bissaka. I think Valverde looks interesting as a, as a pacey La Liga centre mid, CDM. But... For the most part, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the Premier League and the the other league team of the seasons. Dinier could be one. Uh, obviously, the the fullback at centre back meta is is rife, or even as a midfielder with the, the sort of the projected stats that he possesses. I think Dinier could be very interesting if he makes it in. But no, for the most part, it's a good team. It's not a great team, but it's the start of team of the season, and team of the season probably is one of the the best periods of FIFA. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I have to say, it's it's a shame because you know, in a way, I think that everything that's gone on over the last couple, you know, 24 hours or so, has uh, taken some of the shine off what is to come in terms of team of the season. And uh, you know, hopefully, there is a sort of backtracking or some kind of resolution, so uh, this isn't like rumbling on. Although I'm sure it will. Uh, but breaking news, actually, I've just seen Matt Foot trading say that the uh, the community team of the season will be accompanied by the uh, EFL team of the season. So we've got two uh, coming out on yes. Friday. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Oh, that'll be good. Uh, well, I mean, you know a bit more about uh, the championship than I do. Any particular players that people should look out for? Um, there's a few, actually. And a few Barnsley players. Yeah, uh, I was going to say. We've had though. a great season. It could be our opportunity to get a few team of the season players in there. Alex Mowat, 
Uh, Daryl DK, who's a, a American player, came over from the uh, the MLS. He's a great player. Uh, hopefully mm. he can get in. Obviously we're going to have quite a, a Norwich heavy, Buendia, probably Pookie as well. It, it should be fun. Like If anything, probably because I'm a fan of a championship team, I'm probably more looking forward to the championship team of the season to see if Barnsley do get any people in there. More than the uh, more than the most consistent. Yeah, and Barnsley in the playoffs, very exciting indeed. And finally, then we move on to Terry Bronze Pack Man. Have you got any particular standouts from this team of the season prediction? Yeah, there's a few nice ones. I think I agree with Rich that Valverde definitely does look like a, a nice player. And as United fan, Wan-Bissaka would be nice. But again, mm. there's you know there's 101 different Premier League right backs you could use. Although you probably want to use Wan-Bissaka more at centre back than right back. And there's maybe a bit of a more of a cheap one. I think Chiesa might actually be quite a nice one. He has good links to Ronaldo. Yeah. People are still using that moment's Dybala. Got that Vidal as well. So whilst there's no like major standouts, I definitely think there's one or two nice cards there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good point. I think the one player that I'd maybe say is worth a look and is going to be all right to link because he's French, um, but is, of course, in the uh, Scottish Premiership, so or the SPL, so is, is going to be slightly awkward in terms of strong links potentially is the Odson Edward because I got his red version earlier in the year I think and used him in managerial masterpiece and he's he's godly he's really really good good uh, traits as well and um, four star four star six foot two got the agility as well um, even the yeah even that eighty one rated inform is is fantastic but yeah I think we're pretty ready to wrap up then um, there's been a lot to get through in this content pod despite it being a quieter week but I'm looking forward to properly tucking into team of the season next week with the return of japes as well which will be nice so we'll look forward to that but for now um, we can say our goodbyes and head off into recording the supporter pod the gameplay pod and uh we will do so with i think pretty much the guest we have here plus uh city pro ryan Passau, who i'm looking forward to hearing from so finally then uh, let's say our goodbyes so rich great to have you back on the pod thank you very much for coming along where can people catch you thank you very much you can catch me on all social medias at r buckley 98 or streaming exclusively on facebook fb.gg forward slash r buckley 98 perfect thank you and of course hugh um thank you very much for joining us as well looking forward to your gameplay insights where can people catch you yeah they can catch me in the discord on twitter on xbox on youtube all with the name Who Bear with zeros instead of O's. And and then finally, Bronze Pat Man. Terry, thank you very much for making your debut. It's been great to get your insight on this stuff. Yeah, thank you very much for, uh, for having me on. Thank you. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, and where can people catch you on Twitter and Twitch? Yeah, so Twitter is just at BPM underscore man and Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash Bronze Pac Man. Great. A huge thank you to all of you listeners for joining us on this podcast. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe so you can get more across this team of the season. And of course, leave it a review if you enjoyed it too. And finally, a huge thank you to all those supporters for keeping the pod going, including those icons. Dave B, DJ FIFA player, Coach Vass, Hugh J, Thomas, Alan G, Alistair, Martin M, Jordan, Matt L, Chris W, David S, Liam B, Reese A, Harry P, Sam B, Adam G, Neil P, Jake G, Robbie S, Jake S, Zach O, Tom B, Stephen F, Eric T, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Elliot M, Lee A, Paul, Johan P, Dominic, Rob P, Michael, Kraus, Adam A, Sam P, David C, Brian S, Sila P, Mikael L, Nishant, Dougie, Anthony R, Jeff B, Stephen M, Roger D, at Pace of a Tortoise, Stephen C, Andrew C, Dan W, Pobius, Sporkum, 
Bronco, Matt H, and Savage P. Plus a special thanks to Luke M, Dave B, Nick V, Hugh J, Tom M, Darren W, and Pato Foot for advice and production assistance. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today. Because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Before I leave you though, just one more thing to add. FIFA is a bit like life really. It has its many ups and its many downs. And if you are having a few more downs than ups in real life in these more difficult times, then please don't feel that you're alone or need to struggle on without taking action. If you go to thecalmzone.net, there's loads of resources, advice, and support, or even just a chat available to anyone who needs it. If it sounds like it could help you, then head over to thecalmzone.net. And for now, I'll catch you next time. At Lowe's, we know you can get the job done faster if you don't have to stop and come into the store all the time. That's why we've updated our app with your business in mind. With the app, you can build quotes, easily reorder your supplies, track orders, and much more. So you can get everything you need right away, stay on the job, finish it, and get started on the next one. Download the app today, because Lowe's knows time is money. Lowe's knows pros. Podcast Network.